Welcome to episode 35 of the RSA Resident and Student Podcast Series, a production of the American Academy of Emergency Medicine Resident and Student Association. RSA is an accessible, collaborative organization that fosters innovation, education, and advocacy for residents and students in emergency medicine. In this episode, Dr. Pooja Gopal, resident at University of Illinois at Chicago and former RSA Education Committee Chair, speaks with Dr. Felix Ankle, VP for Health Professions Education at Health Partners Institute. Today, Drs. Gopal and Ankle discuss innovation and the future of MedEd. Hi, everyone, and thank you for joining us for another edition of AEM RSA Podcast. I'm Pooja Gopal, a current resident at University of Illinois at Chicago and vice chair of the AEM Education Committee. I'm really excited to be bringing you this podcast straight from CORD Academic Assembly 2017 at Fort Lauderdale. I'm extremely honored to be introducing our guest, Dr. Felix Engel, who really needs no introduction, but I will ask this question. Uh, what's your background, Dr. Engel? Well, I actually did a residency at your alma mater at the University of Illinois, Chicago. Went to Madison for a couple of years and worked in the emergency department. And then in 94, went to the Twin Cities to help start a residency, and I was a residency director for 13 years. And then more recently, the DIO for Regents Hospital and the VP for Health Professions Education at Health Partners. So one of the talks that you're giving Dr. Engel is entitled Innovation and the Future of MedEd. So can you tell us how you've seen medical education evolve during your years? Yeah, a couple things. I have really have noticed that it has moved away from a knowledge-based system into a competency-based system. It is not what you know, it is what you do. And in a competency-based system, when you go from novice to beginner to competent to proficient to expert, there's really three domains that you need to excel at. One is autonomy or resilience is really to be highly adaptive. The other one is how to manage complexity. And the third thing is really how to manage context. I think the other thing I've noticed is if on a continuum, if you move from data to information and information to knowledge and knowledge to wisdom, I've seen more and more automation of data to information. And even now with artificial intelligence from information to knowledge. So I think in the future, the space that clinicians will be in is this knowledge to wisdom kind of space, which is usually a shared space, and I think it's going to be with patients. How do you see the future of medical education? So I think the future of medical education is going to move away from individual exceptionalism to teaming behavior and, and really a focus on the triple aim on, on quality and experience and stewardship. And, you know, we're seeing now that you can have competent teams that have incompetent individuals and incompetent teams with competent individuals. And I think the whole concept of collective competence that Laura Lingar brings out is, is something, especially in the emergency department, that's going to, in my mind, be more important. And then conceptually, I think we've really focused on the head and the heart. We focused on the knowledge and, and the emotion or the reason to do that. But we've focused less on what I call the skeleton and the skin. And for me, the skeleton is the structure and this 
or the environment w- with which we learn. So a lot of healthcare and medical education organizations are built on hierarchies, and hi- hierarchies were built for manufacturing economies where it was important to have a hierarchy and make sure the widgets were made. I think in a knowledge economy, most work gets done in networks, and really in trust networks and communication networks and personal learning networks. So I think as we move forward, put some focus on the, the learning environment as much as a learning individual. There's a lot of data to show that people make decisions not based on knowledge, but it's really their environment. The last conceptual part is the skin, which is really feedback, both programmatic and individual feedback. I think a lot of stuff we do, we don't know if it works, and we haven't really looked for feedback on that. And you mentioned something titled disruptive innovation. Can you explain to our listeners what exactly that is and how it plays into what you mentioned already? Yeah, so disruptive innovation is, is probably the person that's associated with that term is Clayton Christensen. And in general, what that means is in a market or in a mature market, there are often new entrants to that market that do things cheaper. They may not have the same quality but they rapid prototype their cheaper things and rapidly have higher quality and then usually overtake the standard bearers in in the market. So I think in medical education, information and position power was really based on individuals and institutions. And I think there's a democratization of information so that information and position power are becoming more obsolete. So you see mastermind groups and you see incubators and you see groups that actually create knowledge and wisdom a lot more efficiently than traditional educational institutions. So I think that's probably what's going to disrupt medical education, which healthcare and uh, education, in my mind, are two out of the three most in need of reform areas in our country. I think the criminal justice system is the third, but we have 67% of, of an area ripe for disruption. You mentioned a few references already. Can you mention the articles that our listeners can read that would give them more information on the topics you've already mentioned? Yeah, so Clayton Christensen is an author that has written several books. One actually is called Disrupting Class, and it's a little play on the words because it's disrupting class, the classroom, but also disrupting class. And as written Innovator's Prescription and the Innovator's Dilemma, that is one author. I um, would say some of these thoughts are blog posts that have a lot of uh, references that's on the Royal College of Canada website. I think the movement from knowledge-based to competency-based is, uh, you know, the Dreyfus brothers have a seminal book. Uh, Hubert Dreyfus just died this week, unfortunately. But a lot of the competency-based medical education literature is out there. The communities of practice and the social learning part of that, Etienne Wenger is, is an author that does a lot on communities of practice. So those would be some of the people or authors I would recommend. Wonderful. And any other final tips for educators and learners in terms of, of innovation and medical education? 
Well, I would say it's probably the most exciting time to be in medical education, but education, medical education now is an exponential business, and we're still using linear tools, and I would just say it may not be about the content, but it may be about the process. Great. Thank you so much, Dr. Engel. We really appreciate you taking out the time to speak to our listeners. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. And we hope you enjoyed. We're going to include the references that Dr. Engel mentioned in our show notes so you can uh, find them there. Thank you. We hope you have enjoyed this podcast from the American Academy of Emergency Medicine Resident and Student Association. For more information about RSA, please visit our website, www.aaemrsa.org. Listen to all podcasts in this series and explore the ways you can get involved with RSA. Join us again next episode for another topic of importance for emergency medicine residents and students. Thank you.